In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Here is one of the very best things that I have learned in the past few years. Wisdom is not cheap, and we pay for it with pain. Wisdom is not cheap, and we pay for it with pain. But here, of course, is the trouble with pain. All by itself, pain is not a very good indicator of what is right and what is wrong. Pain wakes you up. Pain tells all of you to pay attention. Something important is happening now. But pain is not a very good marker for what is good and what is evil, what is light and what is darkness. Some of the things that feel the very best are actually the very worst for us. I remember reading a genius of an article by a brilliant cocaine addict describing the feel of the drug hitting the back of her throat. It was utterly compelling and also utterly destructive and demonic. In that moment, she felt no pain. In that moment, she felt great. But in that moment, she was utterly possessed by darkness. It is true for us, too. The new brain technology is fascinating. Revenge, gossip, lies, pornography, manipulation, they can all make the pleasure centers of the brain light up. They can all make us feel good, but they are all antichrist. And of course it works the other way around too. Some of the very best things for us are the things that are most painful. One of the great complaints about the church in our age is that the church has gone soft, that the church no longer identifies and condemns sin. Okay, fair enough. But I can tell you after being a pastor for almost 20 years, that a surprising amount of the time when a pastor points out a sin and tags it in a community, and especially when he might hit a member with particular status, the secret emails begin to fly, and sometimes there's even a call to the bishop. What is meant to be righteous is seen as meanness. So here's the point. Wisdom is not cheap, and we pay for it with pain. But pain by itself does not guarantee wisdom. Only God guarantees wisdom. How does God do that? It's actually very simple, and it is in the gospel for today. Verses 3 and 7. God cleanses us and enlightens us with his viva vox, with the living voice of Jesus. 
God speaks to us through his only son. He says to us, this will save you and that will kill you. I spoke to you and I cleansed you and my words live in you. Verse 3 and verse 7. So you as a child of God have the living voice of Jesus inside you telling you what is right and what is wrong. What is good and what is evil. Telling you to touch holy things, but never ever touch evil things because they're just not good for you and at the end of the day, evil things will destroy you. And so you see that all of life becomes a journey of love. Loving the wisdom and the word that God has put inside of us. Loving the gift that our Heavenly Father has given us in Jesus Christ. In verse 4, when Jesus says, Abide in me and I will abide in you, that word abide is very specific. What it means is stay where I put you. Stay put. So what Jesus is saying to all of you is this. Stay where I put you when I baptized you. Stay where I put you when I forgave your sins this morning. Stay where I put you when I taught you the Ten Commandments and the Creed. Stay where I put you when I taught you the Lord's Prayer. Stay where I put you when today at the Holy Eucharist I put my body and blood into you. Stay there. Stay within the community. Stay within the church. Stay within the body of Christ. Live and be satisfied. Of course, living can be painful. You're in the midst of this cosmic battle, and when you push back the darkness, the darkness pushes back. But the whole trick to life is to suffer for the right things. The whole trick to life is to suffer for what matters. To suffer what is, for what is good and right and true. The whole trick to life is to avoid sinful, self-inflicted wounds and to cling to the gifts that God has given. The whole trick to life is to take your pain for what satisfies the heart. To make sense of that, Jesus gives us the story of a vineyard. It's a very common theme in Scripture. And Jesus starts this way. In this vineyard, there are two kinds of vines. There are old, brittle, dry, rebellious, hard-hearted vines. And there are young, tender, growing shoots with great potential. The Heavenly Father comes and he clips the vines. He comes to the old, hard-hearted, brittle vines and he clips them away. They've had their chance and he will no longer put his care and his energy to them. We expected that. But what we did not expect is that the Heavenly Father would trim all of you, the young, tender, growing vines. And that is painful. But here, of course, is the punchline. By snipping and clipping you, by filling you with the knowledge of good and evil, 
by giving you the viva vox of Jesus Christ, that living voice inside. Our Heavenly Father gives all of us the chance to be what we could never be. With his living voice, Jesus Christ snips away anything that would get between our Heavenly Father and us. He takes away our sin. He takes away our baggage. He takes away our inability to listen. He takes away all the things that would tangle us up and bring us down. And by trimming those things away, as painful as it might be, Jesus Christ gives us the opportunity to grow and flourish and change direction, to concentrate our energy on what is holy, and in turn to grow and glorify God with spiritual maturity. Wisdom is not cheap, and we pay for it with pain. But on most days, the pain is very worth it. I know it's hard to hear that, but the best thing I've heard since Easter came from Brother Emil when he visited us from Tezay. He said, Divine joy is so large as to contain all the world's sorrows and still be divine joy. Next time you suffer, you might remember that. Divine joy is so large that it can contain all of the world's sufferings, even your pain, and still be joy. So that means that God does not snip you to burn you. It means that God snips you to bless you. It means that God does not want to destroy you. Instead, it means that God is here to snip away anything that would hold you back, anything that would get between you and him, anything that would trouble your heart, anything that would keep you from growing up in the image of God. Wisdom is not cheap, and we pay for it with pain, but in the end, it is, in fact, wisdom. It is a wisdom that calms the heart and soothes the soul. And it makes the pain of what is right and good and true always worth it. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.